0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org.
1: The book of Proverbs clearly warns that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Apparently, having and exercising this spiritual virtue called hope is so important to our spiritual health and well-being that not having it operating in our lives can actually make us sick. Like hope is weakened in the natural, the root cause of a weakened hope spiritually is usually associated with weariness and impatience or boredom, resulting oftentimes in a very subtle but spiritually dangerous lifestyle which, left unattended, may be difficult to correct. In this amazing six-day series entitled, When Hope Weakens, Pastor Ray warns of its most common causes. Bad teaching, bad influence, ignorance of the power of prayer, compromise and a return to habitual sin. So if the Lord's voice is getting faint and difficult to hear, with weariness and hopelessness creeping in, and you're wondering, what's happened to my victory? Be reminded that God cares deeply about your desires, and with God, delay doesn't always mean
2: denial. Within each and every one of us, there is uh, desires that God has given to us. But along the way, because we are in this life and we are in this world and we are human, in our pursuit of these dreams and visions and desires that we have, um, sometimes things go wrong, some things don't go sometimes exactly the way you would like them to go or you plan them to go, and, or sometimes things just go slowly. You know, nothing has to necessarily be wrong, but sometimes the go is too slow. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And, you know, you want something to happen yesterday, and it's, you know, it's not happening yet. And uh, sometimes that can be very frustrating. And if we're not careful, um, what's going to happen is that we're going to find ourselves getting weary or wearied by uh, these circumstances. So it's so very important for us because weariness can have a very devastating effect on the life of a believer, Weariness, if it's not dealt with properly, weariness, if it's not, um, you know, if we don't keep a watch on this weariness, it could really bring us to the place of quitting or the place of, uh, you know, losing our faith, having a heart of unbelief towards God, or just getting so wearied, so pooped out that we just, you know, become neutral. And one of the worst places you could ever be in your Christian experience or in your life as a believer is neutral, Neutral is terrible um, because the things of, of the spirit are moving all the time. And if you're not moving with them, uh, or you think you're not moving with them, you really are. And sometimes people go into that neutral because they get weary, they get tired, and they just kind of kick back and do nothing. And I'm going to tell you what, every, I've, I've every day that you're not growing stronger in your love of God and your knowledge of God and growing stronger in your faith and stronger in your walk with God, you're actually beginning uh, the, 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 the journey backwards, you're slipping backwards. And, and this is what we've seen in the lives of a lot of believers. A lot of believers that I have known that I started out with many years ago that had a passion and a strength for God. And, and you know, along the way, all of a sudden, I don't know, something changed. And that, that passion is not there anymore. And I think a lot of times, and I'm not going to put a percentage on it because I would be lying by doing that. And I don't want to lie because I'm in church tonight. But I, 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 don't, I don't ever want to lie. But you know what I'm talking about. But... <laughs> But I couldn't put a percentage on it, but a very high percentage of, of the time, you can point back to a person having become weary. Because things didn't work out exactly the way they wanted them to work out. Or maybe things didn't happen as quickly as they wanted them to happen. And weariness is a, can be a real problem and a real challenge to a believer. And if we don't know how to deal with it, if we're not aware of it, and we are not putting up a guard against weariness, actively resisting, persisting against this weariness, because I, I really believe that there are some favorite tools that the enemy has. The devil has some favorite tools. Discouragement is one of his tools. Fear is one of his tools. Uh, you know. Uh, unforgiveness is one of his tools these these are some of the devil's favorite tools and in that arsenal and in that weaponry of tools that he has I would have to put weariness in that category he loves to watch God's people get wearied but I'm going to tell you something often the devil doesn't have to do anything to weary you you do a good enough job all on your own wearying yourself we get so busy, we get so tired out, we get so distracted, our focus is broken, and uh, what happens is we find ourselves getting weary um, in our walk with God, our prayer life suffers, our, our reading of the Bible suffers, our, you know, our Bible study suffers, our church attendance suffers and we wonder why that passion and that fire is not in our soul anymore. We need to have passion and fire in our soul for Jesus. Right now is, is the day, the age, the time, the hour where we must have fire in our belly. We must have the fire of the Holy Spirit raging on the inside of us because there's so much going on around us that could cause us to be, you know, just hindered and stopped and, and our flame doused and, 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 you know, snuffed out. We need to keep that fire going. And weariness, if If we're not careful about about it, it will bring this dampening effect on our lives and cause us to not be as effective or excited about God. I want to be excited about Jesus every day of my life, no matter what's going on. I still want to have that passion and that excitement for Jesus. How many of you are excited about Jesus in this house? Come on. You know, let's put all the fancy teaching. Sometimes I'll tell you, we could be so overtaught that we can get wearied with our knowledge. We've got to get, we we don't have time for weariness. We don't have time to allow the enemy to use the tactic, the weapon of weariness in our lives. And we need to set an active guard against weariness. And sometimes the way you have to deal with weariness is to just push through the weariness. You don't stop at weariness and take a break. A lot of people think that when I get weary, that's time for me to just lay down on the couch and die for a while. Play dead? No, when we come to the weary, that's the time for us to pick up and push through to the other side and to refuse. I will not accept this spirit of heaviness because weariness is really nothing but a spirit of heaviness. And the Bible tells us that God has already exchanged the spirit of heaviness for the garment of praise. That teaches me something. One of the ways out of my weariness is to turn up my praise life. Turn up the fire of praise to God. That's one way to overcome weariness in my life. So, so this we, we must have an active guard against weariness because if we are in pursuit of something, if we are in pursuit of a deeper walk with God, if we are in pursuit of a dream, a vision, a manifestation from God's word that we're believing for, anybody here standing on something in God's word, maybe healing for your body, maybe some other breakthrough financially or a family breakthrough or a breakthrough in your children or something you're, you're standing on and believing. Well, in the course of, of, of this believing, of this process of believing, this process of faith, if we're not careful, we could get weary as we're walking it out because it's not happening as quickly or we're not seeing the change or we're not seeing anything you know r- radical and uh, so we must put an active guard that's why we have these verses you know after you've done all you've heard them a hundred times but you need to hear them 101 times now after you've done all just stand stand therefore you know we hear these verses because this is this is the truth this is the word of God this is life this is power and let us not forget I'm gonna tell you what one of the one of the things we have to be very careful about is what we're listening to on television what is that we're hearing because what we are hearing is producing something in our lives. And there's so much doubt and so much unbelief and all you hear is all the negative and all the bad things and all these things that, that you, you, you start your day uh, already in a negative way, uh, already down, already, already getting wearied. You know, like, well, when's this gonna happen to me? You know, what's gonna happen to me? What if, what if? And we can get ourselves so wearied. And, uh, but you see, the truth of the matter is that if we're doers of the word, If we're believers in God, if we're believers in the power of God, if we're worshipers of God, if we are prayers, I mean, we've got to get back in our walk, this kind of praying that that shakes heaven you know, that moves the hand of God. We've got to get back to the kind of praying that we're not going to get up from that prayer. We're not going to leave that place of prayer until we know in the depths of our being, in the depths of our spirit, that something has changed. Something is different. There's been a spiritual change that has taken place. We we, we don't we, we, we can't afford to just pray these little prayers and forget about them. Pray them half-heartedly without faith and without trust and um so in the in the in the in the course of believing or in the in this path that we're walking every day believing for the manifestation of our, our prayers and, and and the development of all these things and the 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 uh, you know the coming to pass of all these visions that we're we're believing God for if we're not careful we're, we we could become weary i i know myself i've had to fight weariness many times in my life because you keep doing it and you keep doing it sometimes you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over and over again and you're not getting any results But the truth of the matter is this. I found out something. If you just hang on to God's word and you keep on confessing, even through the weary times, even through the doubting times, if you just keep on believing with your eye on the victory, I'm telling you something, folks, you will push through that weariness and a day of victory will come to pass in your life. It will happen. We cannot afford to be weary by the things of this world. We cannot allow ourselves to be overcome by situations and circumstances and problems and challenges. And, and if, if you're going somewhere, and, and that's, what, that's what I really want to drive home, if you're a person in pursuit of something, you are vulnerable to weariness. You are vulnerable to weariness things don 't just just because you 're a believer and you 've got the word doesn 't mean that everything is perfect all the time it doesn't mean that everything always happens the way that you think it should um, sometimes things do happen sometimes things go a different way sometimes it takes longer one of the things that let me just help you with this one of the things that I learned and I would love to impart to you tonight and I hope you can hear this and you can get this from me sometimes when it seems like things are taking a long longer period of time. The manifestation of your uh, prayer or your dream or your desire seems to be taking a longer period of time. It's usually for a reason. God is doing something in the unseen realm that you don't know about. He is arranging, rearranging, correcting, adjusting, preparing. Here's the word, positioning you and positioning others that are about to cross paths with you to cause your dream and vision to come to pass. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So so if sometimes it seems like it's taking a long time and I've been there, God, when's it going to happen? When, God, when, God, when, God, when, God. And, you know, the truth of the matter is that if something is delayed, first of all, it doesn't mean denial. Just because it's delayed doesn't mean it's denial, you know. And it usually means that God has something to do. Or sometimes there's something you need to do. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. And, and it's more than just praying, when God, when God, when God, amen. You know, I don't know what it is, but if you get down with, with the Lord and pray and seek his face, he'll tell you. And when he tells you, don't run from it, do it. I've seen so many people get a message from God and not do it, and they wonder why they can't get on to the next thing. God doesn't go to B until you do A, and he won't go to C until you do A and B. You don't bypass... A to go to B or, or you know, B and C to go to D. You cannot bypass the plans or the orders or the instructions that God gives you. And sometimes we can get weary. I'll tell you about a man who got really wearied. Remember a man named Jonah? He got wearied, man. He brought a lot of trouble on himself because he was supposed to go in one direction, but he went another direction. I don't have time to give you the whole story, but he went in a totally different direction and he brought he got himself all in trouble and he got everybody that was with him in the boat in trouble. And even after... He finally did obey God and he saw the results. He still had a stupid, stinking attitude. You can be in the right place with the wrong attitude. Been there, done that, right? Me too. Been there, done that. Been in the right exact place. And, and because I had a stinking attitude, I found myself getting wearied because I didn't want to be there. But God wanted me to be there. And the moment I said, thank you, Jesus, I realize this is where you want me to be, I'll stop complaining and I'll just do what you want me to do and I'll receive it gratefully. Man, I'll tell you what, weariness went out the door and refreshing of the Lord came upon me. And I found out all too soon that I really didn't want to do what I thought I wanted to do. I didn't really want to be where I thought I wanted to be. I wanted to be right in the center of the center of God's will because that's where Satan is. That's where blessing is. That's where anointing is. That's where power is. That's where prosperity and success is, is when you are in the center of the center of God's will, not in the center of the center of your will. That's, right. That's a good place for you to clap or say amen or do something. So we must fight weariness with everything we have. Galatians chapter 6 and Verse 7, do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Amen. I said, let me read. I could preach on this for a Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. God will not be mocked. God will not be mocked. when I got hold of this... Um, revelation this this word and i began to study it just meditate on it and i began to realize god is not going to be mocked and he goes on to say for whatever a man sows that he will also reap." that's why we must purpose to sow what is right in the eyes of god and that which is consistent with god's word Why? Because God will not be mocked. You cannot get away from the principle of what a man sows is what a man reaps. If you reap good, you will harvest good. If you don't reap good, you're not going to receive good back. God will not be mocked. So I say to some of you here today, you know, you may have succumbed to some weariness because you've been doing it and doing it and doing it and sowing it and sowing it and believing it and praying it, saying it and doing it. And maybe nothing, you haven't had the results that you would like to have had, but I'm here to tell you something, encourage you with something. The Bible says God will not be mocked. He's not going to be mocked in your life. If you've been doing it and you've been saying it and you've been sowing it and you've been walking it and you have been doing it and you've been saying it and you've been sowing it and you've been walking it and you've been doing it and you've been saying it and you've been sowing it and you've been walking it. The truth of the matter is God will not be mocked in your life. The word is going to work and the fruit of the word will manifest because God will not be mocked. That is, the, You can go to the bank with that word. God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows is exactly what a man's going to reap. Now, if you've been sowing good, get excited because good is coming back to you. If you've been sowing the word of God, if you've been sowing faithfully uh, in every way the word of God, then the results of the word are coming back on your life, no matter what it looks like right now. No matter what anybody may be saying to you right now, no matter what your circumstances may say, you may have a pink slip being hung over your head right now. Don't pay any attention to the pink slip because the Bible says God will not be mocked. If you've been a sower and you've been a doer and you've been a believer of the word of God, the word is going to manifest and work in your life because God will not be mocked. Come on. There have been many times in my life as a believer walking out certain things and it looked like, you know, it was difficult and didn't think I was ever going to get through it. And I thought, you know, sometimes I thought it was over, but I got hold of this verse and, and it was like Raymond to me. It's like, God won't be mocked. God is not going to be mocked in my life. I've been a doer of his word, a believer of his word. I've been acting on his word. I've been speaking his word. I've been trying to the best of my ability to do uh, what the word has required of me and asked of me. I haven't been perfect, but I've been doing my very best. I haven't purposed to disobey God. There may have been some, some omission in my, in, my, in my life, but as soon as, as quickly as I found out about it, I fixed it. And that's why I say when you know you're, at a, you're at a, uh, out, of, out of God's will in some area, if you're not obeying the word in some area and you find out about it, it's time to obey God. It's time to do it. Because whatever a man sows, whatever a man, and, and sowing is the doings of our life, the sayings, the, the things we do, the words that come out of our mouths, how we treat people, how we treat our responsibility to the word of God when we learn it. This is all the sowing that we do. And the Bible says God's not going to be mocked. Whatever a man sows is what a man's going to reap. If I'm sowing the word and I'm believing the word, then that's what's going to manifest in my life. So whatever a man sows, God's not going to be mocked. Whatever I sow is what I'm going to... That's why we must be good sowers. That's why I'm taking the time, as I have been over the last few weeks on a Sunday, talking about the condition of the heart. Why? Because it is so important to the development in your own life, to seeing the word manifest in your life. You must have your heart in right condition. So whatever a man sows is what he's going to reap. I hate to say this, but right now, you know, uh, this principle, just be, let me tell you what, this principle just doesn't work for believers. This principle works inside and outside of the church. It works because it's the principle of God. Unfortunately, in a lot of men's lives, the reverse is happening. The bad side, the negative side of of this is happening. Right now, our own state, you're seeing our our governor uh, go down the tubes. Whatever a man sows is what a man reaps. It's a God-given law that you cannot change. No human can change it. You can choose when you become a believer to either live inside God's laws and cause them to work for you because you obey them and you live according to what God would have you to live or the way God would have you to live. And then you will receive the doings, uh, you know, the fruit of your doings. And, and hopefully if you've done well and you've done good and you've done that which is in line with God's word and you've been obedient to God's word, then you will be you will be a receiver of good because God will not be mocked. Did you hear it? You cannot bypass this principle. You can't live life the way you want to live it in disobedience to God far from the word of God, taking life into your own hands and think that you're going to have the blessings of God in your life, you can't because whatever a man sows is what a man reaps because God will not be mocked. He will not be mocked. Now, I like to look at that at the good side because many of us, I hope all of us in this room, have tried our very best with God, you know, with the word and in obedience. So, therefore, the word is telling us, be encouraged. God's not going to be mocked. Whatever you have sown, you're going to reap. See, every dollar you put in that offering, it's coming back on you. You see, every time you've given and, and you're tithing, some of you are tithing and giving, and it's, it's very difficult because, you know, maybe, you know, maybe uh, you know, you've had to uh, cut back on some other things or, or, or use your money very carefully. But I'm going to tell you, God's not going to be mocked. Whatever a man sows is what a man's going to reap. There is a harvest coming back on your giving. You're giving as well as everything else. There is a harvest coming on your giving. Get ready because the Bible over and over and over again proves the fact that as you sow, it's coming back on you. Cast your bread on the waters. Ecclesiastes, after so many days, it will come back to you. You're throwing your portions out. You're doing, you're tithing, you're giving, you're sowing. It's coming back because, listen, why? Because, say it with me, God will not be mocked he will not be mocked whatever a man sows is what a man's going to reap so that's why I want to be a good sower that's why I want to know the word and I want to live obediently to God's word and I don't want to take matters into my own hands and do life the way I think I want to do it I want to do do life according to God's word I want to be obedient because whatever I sow is coming back in my life and you can be in the church you can be a believer and you can sing all the songs. You can do the Pentecostal poker around the church. You can shout the loudest in tongues and quote all the scriptures and go on mission trips. But if you are not sowing according to God's word in your life and in the lives of others, if you're not a doer of God's word and obedient to God's word, God will not be my mo- It would be a mockery to God if you put on a show and you walked around with a tremendous blessing in your life. What would that say to everybody else who's trying to live according to the word of God? God will not be mocked. You find that people like this fall, are exposed, they unravel, God unravels them. I can't even say God does it. They do it themselves because this is the law. God doesn't do it. They do it to themselves. God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows is what he's going to reap. That's why you have to sow love and forgiveness and mercy and grace. Whatever a man sows is what a man's going to reap.
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.